to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined again by Charles Rockhill. I was trying to figure out how to make a sound effect that would uh, <laughs> convey the fact that I was flipping my hair. Oh, okay. Like Britney Spears. Whoosh, but then I was whoosh. like, whoosh. Yeah, there you whoosh. go. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's a, now it's a weird. Is it? No, no, no. It's still <laughs> great. It's always a good time for a hair flip. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Great. I realized on yesterday's episode, I just asked you if you had been watching anything, but we never got around to, um, listening or, or reading recommendations or if you were watching anything else besides the great Michelle Wolf. Um, I recently went and saw uh, last time I was on. Like a week or so ago, I uh, recommended the Mean Girls soundtrack. I have now seen Mean Girls <gasps> on Broadway. Did you? Yes. Did you see it, my friend? I did. I actually I met him at the stage door, Aww. and I was like, "You went to UCB with my friend Allison?" And he goes, "He took it. He went one second. He said red hair, and I was like, ah. yes. <laughs> and he was like, she's awesome. Aww. Tell her I said hi. Love, 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 love. He love. was amazing. Yeah, he's so talented. I well, saw it the day after the Tony announcements too, so everyone was like at 110. My favorite like so story excited. to tell about him is, so by the time he, we took 201 together, he had already, I think he had already done the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. So he was already like about to blow up. And after our class show, I wrote him and I was like, hey, it was so nice having class with you. And he was like, you too. And I was like, if you ever want to do two prob or anything. And he was like, oh my God, I'd love to, but I'm so busy. And then he fucking got cast on Mean Girls yeah. and won a Tony. And I was like, I mean, I guess if you don't want to do two prob in order to go win a Tony, it's fine. But, <laughs> um... I'm a little hurt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was, it was, uh, he was, vi- he was excellent. Yeah. He plays the role so well. I like everything they did to update it. Um, I'm seeing it again next week. Nice. Um, with my mom here. I think I'm going to go see it. Um, one of my Lloyd teammates, BZ, he's started this like very sweet tradition where he's a big like theater person mm-hmm. and he'll go. He enters the lottery every day, and if he wins, he always submits for two tickets. Mm-hmm. And if he wins, he takes one of his Lloyd teammates with him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, do you want to go see Mean Girls with me? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. So if he wins, we're going to go see it. Fuck yeah, you need yeah, it. It's so good. Yeah, I really want to see it, yeah. Like, it's, it's, I feel like it's, I'm glad that it's not getting pushed into the role that Legally Blonde got put in when it was on Broadway. Because mm-hmm. Legally Blonde was a great show, and it, they had changed a lot from the movie. Yeah. But... This, I mean, it is on one level just like an adaption of a movie, which like people who are really into classic Broadway get really upset about these days. Yes. But it's such a good production and it's so funny. And the way that they've updated it to include so much social media is really good. Also, like, calm the fuck down. How many productions of My Fair Lady do we need? (laughs) You know, like... I want to see new musicals. I don't want to see the same fucking five musicals over and over and over again. Yeah. Even um, though I think there are interesting ways to like, especially with diversity and casting, to make it interesting, you know? Do you want to see an all-white version of The Color Purple? I mean, no, I don't, <laughs> to be honest with you. Absolutely Col- not. The Color Purple was amazing. That was one of those theater experiences where we were in the very back row of the theater, and their voices were so powerful, mm-hmm. they almost take your head off in who, the back row. <laughs> who did you see it with? I saw it with, I'm spacing on her name. Um, Cynthia Revo. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's the one who won for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it with her. So the second time The Color Purple was on Broadway, not the first time. No, not the first time. Um, so the good version. Yeah, what happened with the other version? The, v- the other version, I mean, that w- the, the first time it was on Broadway, it's not like it was bad. Yeah. Um, but it's not, the the cast was not quite as talented. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Who Fan- was the original Fantasia cast? Fantasia Barino was in it from oh, American Idol. Right, right, And she just decided when she did and didn't want to show up. Oh. How great. So it was How plagued fun. by a lot of that. Yeah, um, but I saw, I didn't get to see Jennifer Hudson, but I saw Jennifer Holiday on In Color Purple. Oh, wow. And um, I'm spacing on her name right now. The girl from Orange is the New Black. Um, She's so amazing and funny. I love her. Wow. Crazy Eyes? No. Um, well, we're back to this again. Yeah. Where we can't remember actresses' cool, names. Cool, cool. I love when we fall into this bit. Um <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of... Tasty. Oh, Danielle. Yes, um, Danielle. Yes, yes. I love her. Yeah, I love yeah. her in Orange is the New Black, and I love her in The Color Purple. But She 
destroyed me in Orange is the New Black. She's so fucking good. <laughs> I also, before The Color Purple, didn't know that she could, like, I, on the on Orange is the New Black, she sings, but I didn't know that she could sing. I didn't know she was in The Color Purple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw when Jennifer Hudson sang after Prince died. Um, Wait, purple. were you there for that? No, 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 I wasn't there. Oh. I saw it on YouTube oh, when yeah, she yeah, sang yeah. Purple, the cast sang Purple Rain. I had friends who were at that performance oh, when they did that. That is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Yeah. I was like sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was already sobbing from the show, but if they would have added that oh at the God, end, I would have been like, what are you even imagine? Uh, yeah. So Mean Girls Musical, great recommendation. Um, I'm also for the first time this week, I'm going to see tonight, actually, because my mom arrives, we're going to see Phantom and I've never seen it on Broadway before. Really? I've oh. only seen the movie. That was uh, one of the first musicals my parents took me to. And I remember we had seats right under the chandelier. <gasps> and do you know what happens? I don't want to give away yeah, any spoilers. I've seen the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So the scene where it starts swinging back and forth, my dad just goes, look up. And I look up in this huge, and I was like, <gasps> like it was such a cool, immersive experience. It's so, it's. I've been trying to see it for a while because I had two, I've had two friends in the show and they're both like, come and come, come when I'm in it, and I'll give you a, like a, a tour of backstage. Who were they? Just, who were they in Phantom? Um, my uh, my friend Rachel was Christine. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then my friend Save was in the chorus as wow. a dancer. He's an amazing dancer. You knew a Christine. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's amazing. She's doing something. She's been in. She's been at the Met Opera House. She's she's an opera wow. singer. She's oh wow, so talented. Yeah. Um, opera singers are nuts. Yeah. Her like I can't. Like I've heard her say, I can't even believe the shit that comes the out of her mouth. The sound, yeah, like the power of it, amazing. Um, so, are you listening to anything that you wanted to recommend? I was looking at my phone. I haven't. I don't think I've really. Oh, I've plugged much. this already. But again, much like my the rain recommendation, I feel like the power of this recommendation can span multiple episodes. Have you heard? Childish Gambino's new track. I haven't. I've been meaning to listen okay. to it. I almost listened to it on my way here. Listen to This Is America. And then I, I've i also been recommending the video, but I think I need to add a little disclaimer. The This Is America video is one of the best things I've ever seen, but it is violent. Okay. And if, you, if that's a trigger for you, like people get shot in it, um, maybe don't watch it. But I recommended it like so breathlessly and I didn't add a disclaimer. And I realized afterwards where I'm like, oh, there's really upsetting imagery of like black people being shot. And maybe I should add that as well. Hmm. Um, But it's like masterfully done. I need I've I've been meaning to check it out. I also haven't seen his SNL performance that I need to see. He's a genius. Like he's as good as you think he'd be on SNL. Yeah. Hmm. Perfect. There is a scene (laughs) and like for people who've seen it. Let me know if you connected with this moment. There's a courtroom scene where he's just playing, like, I don't think this is a spoiler. Can you spoil sketch comedy? But (laughs) uh, it's a trial scene, and there's, like, a guy who's suing Jurassic Park because everybody he knows got killed. Mm -hmm. And so they're having a trial about it, and Donald Glover plays a shady lawyer defending Jurassic Park. And there's just one scene where I think he improvised pouring a glass of water which sounds very benign and it's like who cares he does it in such a funny way that keenan like breaks instantly when they cut back to him he's like covering his mouth because he's laughing but like that's a hundred percent don glover being amazing at improv because it's such a little detail but he makes it such like a big moment peanut be careful honey hi hello her little track suit's dropping down a little bit yeah gotta pull it up so pretty though uh, she's been a mess. She keeps popping out of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. She'll snake her way out of there. She like literally squirms out like it's a snake skin, and then I have to put it back on her again. You guys can't see this. <laughs> Although if you're a $50 a month member, you get Friday video pods where you can see Penny in all of her glory. Um, guys, do I want to? No, I don't want to do that yet. No, no, I know what I want to talk about. Unless, do you have any other recommendations? I, I looked at my Spotify. Oh, yeah. I have two. Um, there's a new uh, song by Celine Dion uh-huh. that is on the Deadpool 2 soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that video it's yet. It's so funny. <laughs> I didn't. I, I know that Celine Dion can be an accidental comic genius, but I've I never think seen she's her really. Funny. I've never seen her really act. Yeah. And like, that was funny. And also, I, the song's good. I mean, Celine Dion singing it. It's a cl- like one of those movie soundtrack kind of songs. And then the new Christina Aguilera, I'm going to put as my anti-wreck. 
Oh, really? Have you heard it? Uh, no, I just saw like the weird video. It like is. not even the video. I saw like screen grabs of the video where she looks like she's covered in lube. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say that she was the first one to do it, but Miley did it equally as gross. <laughs> like during her weird album that she put out, Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. Mm-hmm. But um, this song is bad, yo. Why is it bad? It's just not. Like Christina has such a powerful voice, yeah, and it's they're not utilizing it, and it has two chains and tie the dollar sign on it, and they're also not utilized correctly. <laughs> Great, so nobody's being used Mm-mm. well. <laughs> um, they had, uh, I think, tie the dollar sign sing on the chorus, and he's a rapper, but also he was sick while he was recording, so it oh sounds God. strained. And the song was produced by Kanye West, and I'm like, even the production on this is. Yeah, Real, he's uh, really off the rails. Um, I'm hoping that the rest of the album is better because she, she can't have three albums in a row flop. Yeah. I can't, like, people have waited for this album for like four years. Yikes. So I'm hoping the second single is a lot better. Yeah. Um, and So I'm sorry, Christina. I yeah, want to like you. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I feel like I... Oh, I, how do you feel about Deadpool? I like Deadpool. Deadpool's really fun. I, I like Deadpool. I had I saw somebody describe him, someone who's not a fan of him, uh, as a Reddit thread come to life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which I was like, yeah, fair point. Fair oh, point. I am so excited that, I mean, it's they're becoming way too large, but that Disney bought Fox, so now X-Men and Deadpool can be in Avengers movies eventually. Uh, That's so fucking awesome. That is so exciting. But Disney's becoming too big. I they know. own too much. They do. I'm like <laughs> terrified of them, but I'm also, I'm like, <laughs> like finally yeah and fantastic I, four like i oh, love a good crossover now we can bring it all back to marvel yeah now they own it again i'm excited about that i am too uh the it's X-Men. gonna take us a long time to get there but they'll they'll, they'll i mean that's fine uh, listen it's already been 10 years since iron man and that flew by kind of yeah decade yeah i guess it did fly by robert Downey jr has been iron man for a decade that's weird that's crazy yeah uh yeah, I get. I also get, especially like Chris Evans, who I think honestly wants to do more artistic things, like small artistic projects. He's on Broadway right now too. I heard he's great. I want to go see that just to see. A <laughs> friend of mine saw him, and like he is a straight man, uh, so he's not biased. Because like if you and I saw him, I'd be like, he's amazing. And I was like, <laughs> was he actually amazing? Uh, so he saw. He him. took his shirt off. <laughs> Give him a Tony. <laughs> look at him. Look at his face. Um, he has a mustache now. <laughs> So he saw him and he's like, no, he's like legitimately good. He's yeah. a wonderful actor. And I was like, ee! And then he also said, um, Michael Sarah's not good. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. He was in enough. another show with, um, what's his face? Culkin. One of the, not. Not Macaulay. No, one of the brothers. Uh, Kieran? Probably. He was in a show. Rory? Am I just making up Irish names? <laughs> no, both of those are Culkins. Okay. Um, but they did a show on Broadway together, and I heard that that also wasn't good. So okay. I don't know why Michael Sarah keeps coming back to Broadway. He, I, he's not a theater actor. I think he's like good on like film. He's very good in Arrested Development, because I think he does very small things yeah. that are picked up on film in a way that is probably lost on the stage. But, yeah. You just have to act differently on a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, she said like she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> In my opinion, you have to act differently. So, guys, while we're still in the pop culture section, I wanted to talk about oh, so much to get to. Can we talk about the weirdest story ever to happen? Elon mm. Musk and Grimes are dating. Yeah. I'm devastated. That's Grimes. Real weird. People. <sighs> People on Twitter were like, I hope that she's dating him so that because she wants to shoot a video legitimately in space and this is her way to get there. Yeah. I mean, at at the Met Gala too, she's wearing a a Tesla necklace. No, like she's tagged. Yeah. Like it was a choker kind of thing. Like it looked like. I hate this. I hate it so much. Grimes is so talented and also like was something of a feminist icon because she like produces her own music and she had male producers like approach her and say claim she doesn't know what she's doing Mm -hmm. and like they should produce her and she was like fuck off i'm a musical genius i'm gonna do my own thing like was this very empowered woman is now like she's dating elon musk no and like the way they met so how do they meet this might be a joke (laughs) this might not be true fake news but According to Elon Musk, how they met was he was going to make a joke on Twitter about AI, 
But Grimes made it before him. But here's how he... The joke is so weird and complicated and involves AI, so I don't understand it. Here's the joke, okay, quote-unquote. Thought experiment Rocco's Balislick considers the hypothesis of a future where AI lords over the world and could punish those who did not help it into existence. His joke was to merge this thought experiment with a pun using Rococo, referring to the ornate French 18th century Baroque style, perhaps pointing out that both concepts are com- complex, too extreme, and ridiculous. And Grimes made that joke before him. So he was like, damn, who's this girl? <laughs> I'm laughing at the joke because I fully understand. <laughs> Well, uh-huh. she. In I don't get the joke. I don't, I don't get it that. at all. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> in 2015, she created a character named Rococo uh, Ballastlick for a video of her song "Flesh Without Blood." Um, <clears throat> cool. And she said, "I don't know if you've heard of uh, Rocco's Ballastlick." Uh, when she was talking to Fuse, this character is doomed to be eternally tortured by an artificial intelligence, but she's also kind of like Marie Antoinette. <clears throat> Elon was researching the joke, uh, the idea of joking about Rococo Balislick, and when he saw Grimes had already joked about it, he reached out to her. Grimes said this was the first time in three years that anyone understood the joke. They were both poking fun at AI. So that's how they met. You're both too smart for me. You're both soups weird, (laughs) little smarty pants, but also I don't like Elon Musk. (laughs) Get away from Grimes. I hate it. I hate it. Get a job. Yeah, I, I don't get it, but it was so weird. And then when they fucking showed up at the Met Gala together, I was like, what's happening? Mm. I hate it. It makes me feel weird. <gasps> so, Grimes, no. if you're using him for whatever... Blink twice if you're just using him. If you're using him for some sort of artistic thing that you need. <laughs> some artistic thing that we don't understand. Yeah, and I won't understand even after it comes out. But I'll fully embrace it. Just let us know. And then as soon as you get what you need, Run away. Right. <laughs> yes. Get out of there, girl. Um, so I also wanted to talk about... I should really rename the pop culture section the petty section of the <laughs> show where I just want to talk about stuff that's not necessarily newsworthy, but it makes me laugh. Um, Melania. Ah, Melania. So she... Someone forced her to do a first lady thing, and she uh, unveiled her initiative called Be Best which focuses on social media, well-being, and the effects of opioid abuse on young people. So a real, like, broad spread. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, yeah, let's focus on, like, anti-bullying campaigns and also... um, Drugs. You're all drugged up to the fucking gills, and we got to stop that as well. So, obviously, people were making a lot of fun of the the Be Best because it doesn't quite sound grammatically correct. No. Like, Be the Best or... um, you know, like when Michelle Obama said during an interview, be better. I'm not saying that Melania ripped it off of her, but mm. when she was being interviewed and she's like, what would your advice uh, be to young men as they leave this room? And she was like, be better, mm-hmm. like do better. Um, so now we have the be best, <laughs> better and best. Okay. Um, in a video that played prior to the first lady's speech, she emphasized the values of encouragement, kindness, and compassion. You know, everything her husband stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, to better equip children to deal with the evils of the modern world. Um, and the details of, of her initiative advised? are very vague. Inspirational platitudes. I mean, to be fair, most first lady initiatives are. Mm-hmm. But this is like extra vague, extra... Extra platitudes. Do you think that that this is her way of advising teenagers how to deal with her husband on Twitter? (laughs) Right. Please fight him because I can't. Um, Yeah, it's it's sort of absurd to hear her talk about, not sort of, it's very absurd to hear her talk about compassion and anti-bullying when Trump is the biggest bully and the biggest heartless narcissistic asshole in the world it's hard to take this initiative very seriously have you ever seen the the twitter account is melania (laughs) no it's a twitter account that uh i'm i'm from the tweets i've seen aren't making fun of her accent but are tweeting in her accent as if she's leaving donald either like a text or a voicemail Uh and she always they always end it with like kiss kiss call me (laughs) it's like melania mixed with 
like Miss Piggy. I do think there's a fun way to do that without like, yeah, I'm not thrilled about the idea of making fun of people with accents. I don't think it does, but I don't see all the tweets. So like she's kind of like I'm on the fence about it because it's not like she's a poor struggling immigrant. You know, like when hacky 80s comics would do the voice of like a 7-Eleven employee. Like to me, that feels different than Cecily Strong doing Melania's accent on (laughs) SNL. Uh, Melania Trump just won Snatch Game on RuPaul's Drag Race. There's like a a thing where they each they all impersonate celebrities uh-huh. and the the drag queen who was melania won <gasps> good for her and that's no one, awesome. no one expected it because that drag queen is known for looks and not necessarily comedy uh-huh. they pulled it off oh, nice without, from what i understand without being offensive and they made a michelle obama joke <laughs> oh very good very good so yeah i i don't have anything substantial <laughs> or substantive to say about be best other than it was very funny when they unveiled it because Honestly, comedy's dead. It's hard to parody this shit anymore. Like, they literally, when I say they, I mean the White House, they literally can't do anything right. All you had to do was come up with a slogan that didn't look like you threw it together in three seconds. And they were like, I don't know, be best? Get out there. And then they just just pushed her out there. Just talk. In six-inch heels, yeah. Um, And she wobbled to the podium. (laughs) Yeah, like... Just, they suck. They suck so bad. This is, I pulled up the Is Melania account. (laughs) This is the one that's on the top from four days ago. It says, Donald, Is Melania. If you see me on TV program tonight, no, it is not me. Is imposter. Is body double rumor true? Did clone survive? What is going on? Please call. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. I love that account so much. (laughs) It's Uh, so ridiculous. So guys, it's that time of the show. Uh, get your little hankies ready because you're going to cry a little bit. You won't cry. It's not that sad. Uh, but here's your bad news. <laughs> yeah, my first bad news story is more uh, groan worthy than actually crying over it. But, guys, Oliver North was named as the new NRA president. You're probably like, Oliver North? Isn't he the criminal who was involved in the Iran-Contra scandal? He sure is. My, uh, thank you for explaining that, because my first thought was, Oliver North, who's that? (laughs) (laughs) If I wasn't so sure the episode would get yanked for copyright infringement, I would include in this segment... Did you ever see um, American Dad had a musical segment about Oliver North? Ollie North, Ollie North. Now that you're singing it, I remember that. And it's actually a really great teaching tool that recaps the 1980s scandal, Iran-Contra scandal. Um, and in a very helpful way that, you know, in long, 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 long story short, um, Reagan and his pack of idiots, including Oliver North, came up with this idea in 1989 to sell weapons to Iran, uh, which at the time was subject to an arms embargo and used those proceeds to fund the rebel Contras in Nicaragua. So they were sort of like two birds with one stone, kind of. Um, And that was technically high treason. And they got busted and Ollie North kind of... uh, fell on the sword to protect Reagan, even though like they were both totally in on it. Yeah. Uh, but to protect Reagan, it, Oliver North was like, it was me, it was me. Um, so he was convicted on three charges. Um, and then those convictions were vacated in 1990. Um, but he is a criminal. He technically committed high treason. Great. Um, if he wasn't a conservative, if he was a dirty liberal, people would be calling for his head. Uh, but now he is the president of the NRA, which is kind of perfect. It's all come full circle. It's all come full circle, baby. Um, yeah, maybe he, maybe he's trying to um, sell weapons again. I don't know. <laughs> Try to get access to guns. It sound like it. <laughs> uh, but I was like, it was one of those stories where I was like. They never go away. They never <laughs> like you can commit high treason if you're a powerful cis white dude, and you'll bounce back. You'll be the president of the NRA one day. A Republican. Republican cis white dude. You mm-hmm. cannot fail. Nope. You can't. You can commit high treason, and people will be like, "You want a job, man?" Didn't wait. Didn't 
Melania, or not Melania, Michelle Obama recently say something about how she was tired of watching men fail up in an interview recently. Did she? She was on, what was she on recently? Anyway, I feel like she, that was one of the poll quotes from it. Interesting. What does that mean? Like, she's tired of shit like this? Yeah, no. Uh, So that was my first bad news item. And then also, this is bananas. Uh, In The Guardian, there is a story uh, about how aides to Donald Trump hired an Israeli private intelligence agency to orchestrate a dirty ops campaign against key individuals from the Obama administration who helped negotiate the Iran nuclear deal. And I talked about the Iran nuclear deal a bit on Monday's episode with Sarah Kenzier and how it is being misrepresented by people like Benjamin Netanyahu, very hawkish right-wing figures like John Bolton and company because uh, they want to go to war with Iran. And it's especially dangerous because um, the U.S. media did a very shitty job of educating the American populace about what the Iran nuclear deal actually was. So now Benjamin Netanyahu can get up there and outright lie about what Iran is doing right now. And then the U.S. media breathlessly reports on it, and then people are like, oh, I guess Iran, what's happening? Are they still making nuclear (laughs) weapons? Like, what's happening? And nobody actually understands what's going on, which is that the Iran deal is still on. Iran is abiding by it. Um, The negotiations were successful, and now these um, warmongers are desperately trying to undermine it because they want conflict with Iran. And so this is further evidence that they're so committed to starting shit with Iran that they launched a dirty ops campaign trying to sully the reputation of key Obama administration figures who were part of brokering the deal. Um, People in the Trump camp contacted private investigators in May last year to get dirt on Ben Rhodes who had been one of Barack Obama's top national security advisors, and uh, Colin Call, deputy assistant to Obama, as part of an elaborate attempt to discredit the deal, which is totally what you need to do if you can like get by on uh, merit and facts. You know, <laughs> like you just start up uh, digging up dirt on people because <laughs> you're like, we can win this thing just on uh, on our morality alone. They're just digging up dirt to blackmail people. Blackmail people to discredit them in the media like, oh, this guy, you know, like you really want to listen to this guy when he did, you know, X, Y, Z in his own life. Can you imagine like Trump's Trump dishing dirt on people and just being like, this guy doesn't grab pussies. Can you believe that? What? What's his deal? He doesn't force himself on women. Yeah. Um, But weirdly, there would be a lot of Republicans who's like, he doesn't grab women by the pussy. He's not a real man. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't grab them nor eat them. (laughs) Right. We're not gra- we grab them, we don't eat them. Okay? <laughs> Are we clear on the rules? I'm sick of explaining this to you people. Um, Jack Straw, who is foreign uh, foreign secretary, was involved in earlier efforts to restrict Iranian weapons, said, These are extraordinary and appalling allegations, but which also illustrate a high level of desperation by Trump and the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, not so much to discredit the deal, but to undermine those around it. And that's exactly right. Like, they know that the deal ultimately is solid and that Iran is adhering to it. So all they have is trying to discredit the people who were responsible for brokering the deal, Mm -hmm. which is extra frustrating because whatever you think of Iran, whatever you think of the Iran nuclear deal... It was an amazing feat, given like the the increased tensions of the moment, how thirsty certain um, conservatives were to go to war. The fact that they were able to broker the deal was nothing short of miraculous. Mm-hmm. And now to watch people like who don't know what the fuck they're talking about and who just want to go to war try to undermine it with these really shady tactics is infuriating. Infuriating. <laughs> So Sorry, I got a little bit distracted because I feel like uh, your tattoo is staring at me. <laughs> I was like, what are you looking at? Which one? <laughs> Dracula. Dracula. Okay. He is, like he is watching you. Direct eye contact with me he, that entire time. He asked earlier if you were coming over and I said yes. So he is looking at you. Hmm. Um, so suck on that. 
Guys, I also wanted to talk about while we're still where are we at? Yeah, we're still in the bad news section. Um <laughs> Don Blankenship talking about like asshole conservative cis white guys, rich cis white guys who just can't fail out of our social stratosphere. If you don't know who Don Blankenship is, he was the head of a coal mine in West Virginia. And he's one of these asshole business guys who just kept cutting corners to save money while he was CEO of the Appalachian coal giant Massey Energy for 18 years. He kept cutting corners to get more profits for himself, not for his workers or anything like that. And eventually he cut so many corners that there was an explosion at this coal mine and 29 miners were killed. It was one of the worst mining disasters in U.S. history. So at the time, um, he was sentenced to very short time in jail. Um, He was actually sentenced, though. That's surprising. It was like, I think like a year it was like it was something That's ridiculous. Not enough, but I mean, but imagine if there was a serial killer who killed twenty nine people and they got a year in prison. So he got out of federal prison. He's out, and now he's running for office. <laughs> because that seems like the logical route to go. But here's what's so bananas about the country right now: he's actually poised. This is actually the perfect time for him to run. Because Trump's president. Yeah. So he's like, hey, are you pro-deregulation? Are you pro-capitalism? Are you anti-unions and these dirty workers organizing? I'm your man. I'm the guy who's so pro that 29 people died. Yep. It all worked out great for me because I went to jail. Yeah. He is running on a campaign of profits over safety at a time when the climate is just ripe for that. And it, it's and in West Virginia too. So And from learning from like the election, you can just be like coal miners and everyone will be exactly. like Exactly. Ah. No, no. All he's gonna say is, I'll bring back jobs to West Virginia, which is bullshit. He bullshit. will not. Um and people will be like, Fuck yeah. And he could win. And he killed twenty nine people. Like I'm trying to think of the corners he could cut in a mining site. And I'm just I'm just imagining the only thing I can think of is that instead of having like a bird in a cage, uh-huh. it's just like a picture of a bird. <laughs> right, <yeah>. Like a cardboard cutout of a <laughs> and bird. And everyone's just like, oh, the bird's still fine. I don't so think that bird's okay. real. I just don't think he's real. He doesn't tweet. Don't birds tweet? How are you going to give a bird a phone? Of course that bird's not going to tweet. It's a bird. All right. Yeah, that's true. Is I meant, it, it's sitting I on meant the perch? that he would be on Twitter if he was a real bird. <laughs> <laughs> real birds on Twitter. Fake birds are not. Um. So, obviously, this is one of 2018's most watched Senate races. Um, A group of Democrats that include the former U.S. attorney who led Blankenship's prosecution have formed a super PAC to attack his rivals in the hopes of pushing him into the general election against Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, which is a huge gamble. I think they're thinking, like, he's so extreme, Joe Manchin will easily stomp him. Where have we heard this line of reasoning before? Am I right? Um, Republican Party leaders, fearful of Roy Moore redux in a state President Trump carried by more than 40 points, have scrambled the jets as Blankenship was diving into a slice of chocolate cake at Bebop. Trump was on his way to a photo op in Greenbrier (laughs) County with the other Republican contenders in the race, Representative Evan Jenkins and Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. Uh, yeah, so he was going to see other candidates. I think because even though Blankenship, I think, is actually the candidate of the moment, um, he's seen as like too extreme for certain Republicans. Well, that's surprising. Um, I like the, the diving into a slice of chocolate cake at Bebop. Is that a Yeah, writer? I guess, sure. yeah. Uh, by the way, this is from Mother Jones, and I'll link to the article on our SoundCloud page. Yeah, I'm just like, man, they never fucking go away. You kill 29 people. You murder 29 people. Because you have to know what's going to happen if you keep cutting corners in a coal mine. It's, yeah. One They're going to die. Dangerous places to work. Uh, that That's my nightmare job when people are like, what job would you never want to do? 
Coal mining? Coal mining. Because I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. So, like, that's a nightmare to me. Absolutely not. No. I I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, Also, uh, let's stop using coal. Yeah, and also... stop putting people down these tiny little holes. When you say that to people, like, let's stop using coal, then they accuse you of, like, taking jobs away from people. Job transition programs, Mm -hmm. like build solar panel factories and train people to work in them like we don't need to rely they'll on they'll last coal. so much longer and they're less deadly yeah at the very least we can shut down a lot of these mines mm. also the jobs aren't coming back i like mm-hmm. i don't know how many times conservatives have to be burnt by people like trump people like blankenship before they remember like oh yeah the last eight guys promised that as well and we didn't get our jobs back your jobs are not they're coming not coming back, back. If they close the factory, if they're exploiting overseas slave labor, they're not coming back to pay you a living wage. Absolutely Why not. would they? And if you think that's fucked up, I agree with you. Attack capitalism. <laughs> Don't attack poor fucking immigrants who are just victims of the same system, you know? If your beef is, hey, I want a living wage. Hey, where did all the jobs go? Why did the corporations send their factories overseas? Your beef is with capitalism. Now, this guy, he... When he was cutting corners and stuff, was that because of deregulation or was that because he was just doing it on the sly? Um, so it was both. It was because okay. the laws, there were laws that were rolled back, um, protections that he was able to exploit. But it was always just to make more money yeah. for himself. Right. Um, so, guys, where are we at? Where are we at? Okay. Yeah, sure. We can do this. It's that time of the show, everybody. Here is your good news. Wow. So in good news, uh, Bill Cosby's Kennedy Center's uh, Kennedy Center Honors and Mark Twain Prize have also been rescinded. I just love that all of his legacy is slowly being dismantled. Dude, I mean, they did quietly put the Cosby Show back on TV after like, a couple months. I mean, it's not as regularly available, but it's still like oh, yeah. right, we can put this back up. I for mean, a bit. it's it is so. His legacy is complicated in the sense that the Cosby show is a hugely significant landmark achievement Mm -hmm. in the history of of television. And it is a classic, but also it's like, sure, sure, sure. And we can acknowledge that in the history books if you want. But to, I have to imagine like he gets residuals. Oh, yeah. So like you're still rewarding him. Uh, I hope that eventually those residuals go to his victims, but right, right, that would be nice. Um, and this, f- and also the other people on the show who aren't really acting anymore, right? Some of those people, unfortunately, need those residuals to survive. I know, yeah, that sucks. Um, so then a, f- a few days after this all happened, a few days after Cosby was booted from um, the Academy of Motion Pictures, uh, Picture Arts and Science Sciences, um. Who was on your show the day that that was announced? Because it was Cosby and Polanski, right? Yes. And they, whoever was hosting with you, I don't remember who it was, but they were also saying, Woody Allen, let's do that too. Yeah. Was it Meredith? Yes, Meredith. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Woody should be gone. Um, honestly, probably a lot of other people too. Yeah. And they, they already, a while ago, kicked Weinstein out too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Like almost immediately. All of them. Took All a little, took a little bit too long for these other dudes. Took, I mean, Roman Polanski <laughs> took 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got there eventually. So, um, yeah, I think the comment that they made was a little more direct than the Academy too. Um, this is from the Kennedy Center. The honors and Mark Twain Prize are given to artists who, through their lifetime of work, have left an indelible impact on American culture. As a result of Mr. Cosby's recent criminal conviction, the board concluded that his actions have overshadowed the very career accomplishment these distinctions from the Kennedy Center intend to recognize. Hmm. Um, And that's the thing. Like, yeah, I think you can make the argument that he, he did impact American culture. He made huge cultural um contributions but also he is a serial rapist and any good he did was overshadowed not just by 
being a serial rapist, which is bad enough, Mm -hmm. but also shaming the black community and telling them that they are responsible for their own suffering and saying like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and that bullshit, which is nonsense. Um, he that was a big staple of his stand-up, wasn't it? Yeah. He undid any good that he originally mm-hmm. intended. And it's like, that's your own fault, dude. Like, you can cry victim right now, but you're a serial rapist. You chose to rape all those women. You chose to shame the black community. Like, you're a fucking asshole. Like so don't cry now when it's like people don't want to see your show anymore. Or or give you honors, you know? Uh, yeah, I I feel like, if any, like everything should be just stripped away from him yeah and that's and not just him yeah everyone i don't understand why harvey weinstein's allowed to like chill out at rehab yeah and i I, it's extra painful with cause because like harvey weinstein roman polanski it's like you know it it is a little different because like cosby had that public image of like your dad or your grandfather well no also like like, even before his allegations came out everyone was like yeah but it was also like and again don't want to speak for the black community but it meant like the Cosby show meant so much to mm-hmm. the black community. Um, and so it's extra painful because it's like, that's all tied up into it where it's like this really important landmark achievement and like how he, he has destroyed it because of his own behavior. Whereas like you can be a fan of Roman Polanski's movies, but your identity as a white person isn't like tied up into them. No. You know, it's like, yeah, that was a Chai town. Yeah. That was a good movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, but it's not the same like colossal blow as when Bill Cosby, something that was like, Oh fuck. So now the Cosby show is ruined. Yeah. You know, it, it, w- it was more of a personal thing. Uh, I'm and between this and I'm, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop on R Kelly. It's almost Dude, there. Dude, I mean, like, how there. long? Did, yeah, I. it definitely feels like this is the most momentum behind the let's just stop R. Kelly <laughs> movement, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, slowly, slowly ripping away all of his awards and accolades. I hope he's, like, lucid enough to, f- to feel what's happening, you know? Um, do you think that he's actually going to do jail time? No. Yeah. I think he's, I mean, he's like half blind now. He's very elderly. I think is they'll. He, is he half blind now? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, he's like losing huh. his eyesight. That's why his eyes kind of look milky and weird now. Um, I haven't looked in Cosby's yeah, eyes. Yeah, he looks very rough. I don't think he's in great health. I think they'll try to avoid putting him in jail and just like maybe go after him financially. Perfect. That, fine. Yeah. I'll take all his money away. Yeah. Give I mean, it to the <laughs> victims. In general, I don't, I'm. I don't know how much good putting people in jail does, but especially, especially someone of that age. <clears throat> yeah. Especially for Cosby. I think if you go after his awards and his, his finances, I mean, that'll hurt him more than anything. Yeah. But he was really proud of all of these achievements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, I mean, I, I, I won't, I can't say that like taking them away is tarnishing his reputation. He did that himself. Oh, this is a hundred percent his fault. So anytime yeah. he's like, crying about it or or playing victim or like most outrageously um like evoking the imagery of like lynching r kelly did that too oh his people put out some sort this of this is a lynching is like so disgusting yeah <laughs> like uh it's so wrong it's like no you're a predator and to compare it to innocent people who were lynched by white mobs is like beyond disgusting um, so my other piece of good news was I just love Jay-Z's mom. Um, <laughs> I do. Gloria Carter accepted a GLAAD award recently. Um, in case you didn't know, Jay-Z um, wrote the track on 444 Smile about his mom coming out to him. And Jay-Z also in an interview talked about like when she came out to him. It was like a very sweet moment for as problematic as Jay-Z is for many reasons. It was very sweet to hear him talk about his mom and how happy he was for his mom Mm -hmm. where she was like, you know, there's someone in my life who I love. And like, she didn't even really like know how to talk about it with him, but he Mm -hmm. was like, okay, I see where this is going. And he was very supportive of her. Um, so (coughs) sorry. Um, so it, the 2018 GLAAD Media Awards happened in New York City, <clears throat> and she took home 
a special recognition award for her contribution to 444's track Smile, which concludes with um, her performing spoken word for the song's outro. Her poetry addresses sexuality head-on, and as she described in her speech, allowed her to come out publicly with lines like, living in the shadow, can you imagine what kind of life it is to live, and love who you love because life isn't guaranteed, smile. During her acceptance speech over the weekend, Carter referenced those words with gratitude, stating, thanks to my partner for loving me and freeing me from being in the shadows. She continued, smile because a reality became a reality because I... Shared with my son who I am, not that people didn't know. I was just someone they didn't talk about, but they loved me anyway. But to me, this was the first time that I spoke to anyone about who I really am. My son cried and said, it must have been horrible to live that way for so long. My life wasn't horrible. I chose to protect my family from ignorance. I was happy, but I was not free. Then one day I met someone that made my heart sing, that made me no longer want to sneak a peek at them, but actually look at them with loving eyes. Love gave me the courage to take the power that I allowed other people to have over my life for fear of them revealing my secret that wasn't really a secret. Here I am. I'm loving, I'm respectful, I'm productive, and I'm a human being who has a right to love who I love. So everybody, just smile. Be free. She's the Mm. best. (laughs) Oh my God. I hope that this, um, not not that I know that he has been super, I don't know his entire body of work, Mm -hmm. um, but I... um, I hope that this will, like, um, that Jay Z will help fight homophobia yeah. in rap music. Um, I'm not sure that. So yeah, I will say some of the people who have been at the forefront of fighting homophobia have been rappers and people in hip hop mm-hmm. in the hip hop community. Like, and they they don't get enough props for doing that. And oftentimes the media tries to portray rap, all rap and all hip hop as being homophobic. It's like, no, there've been gay hip hop artists since the beginning of hip hop, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they've been trying to combat um, homophobic forces w- within the music industry. Um, and homophobia isn't just in rap lyrics <laughs> and yeah. hip hop lyrics. It's, it's everywhere in the, the music industry. But um, I think some very, early on commercially successful rappers did have a lot of homophobia in their lyrics. I've noticed that has gotten way less prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, but obviously it's still a problem. I think it's, to me, it's so interesting that we wouldn't have Frank Ocean without Jay-Z and Kanye. Yeah. You know, so I think that's interesting that they've made like collaborative efforts like that. A lot of the homophobia too feels performative. Um, like maybe you don't actually believe this, but it's like a street cred thing. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I feel like that's getting lesser and lesser as the years go by. Um, but yeah, I mean, just that shit is so tired. Yeah. It's so tired. Like in the shit with Eminem where he's like, well, I don't really mean like when I say the F word, I don't mean like, you know, yeah, I don't mean gay people. And it's like, dude, that's so tired. You it's know, what Migos tried to say about having, uh, saying something about queer in their song. Who? Migos. It was, uh, the, I think, it, I think it was offset. The guy that, uh, Cardi B is engaged to at his group Migos. Oh, I don't know anything about him. Um, he said something in one of their singles about, queer or something and he goes oh i didn't mean i didn't mean it like that i looked up the definition of queer and it just meant like odd and they were like uh dude yeah and i mean here's the thing if a group of people is telling you like we interpreted it this way and it hurt us you can't be like well no you were wrong Mm. it's like that's how it's being interpreted maybe that wasn't your initial intention but if you don't want to convey that message then find a different way to present your ideas. Because right. obviously, like, even if they are being misrepresented or, like, in your own mind being misrepresented, well, then you don't want to be misrepresented, right? right? So change how you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I just, I love, I love this story. I love that Jay-Z was supportive. I love that um, Gloria Carter had the courage to come out, like, later in her life. Mm-hmm. Which is oftentimes not a thing we see, like older closeted people, um, whether it's like out of fear or just like habit, um, don't come out. So I thought it was really, really cool that she was awarded. Yeah, usually uh, people who have been in the closet for this long, um, 
after a while, they just don't f- usually feel the necessity. Right. They're just like, right. I'm going to keep just doing what I'm doing and I don't need to make it's a big deal out of me, it. It's working for me, yeah. And everyone can just go about their business and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I, so I'm glad that she had the platform to come out and then have it just recognized on a national, if not yeah. world scale. I also think it's really revealing where I think some people would say, some bigots would say, well, if you're able to stay in the closet that long, then like clearly, you know, um, you you can make a choice not to be gay. And like, that, no, that being in the closet doesn't mean you weren't. You're being still gay. gay. <laughs> but also, I like that she talked about that she wasn't free. Yeah. Like it might have been quote unquote working for her, and like she was passing quote unquote as a straight woman. Yeah. But she wasn't fully happy. Right. Like, and and the fact that that was the first thing Jay Z said, where he's like, "That must have been so hard." It's like. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah, be, it was very hard. Like, I like even the brief few years that I was in the closet. I wasn't even couldn't even touch how long she was. Yeah. But like while I was still saying that I was straight and then saying I was bi, I was still totally s in those d's. Yeah, yeah. So you can be in the closet and be super gay. So gay, probably more gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I love that story. Uh, before we end this episode, is there any what would like because I made the mistake of asking Charles on yesterday's episode if he had seen anything that made him happy. And <laughs> the answer is no. told me someone bit him. So <laughs> <laughs> not going to do that again. Um, what would be your like tip for the week about um, what people should do to like preserve their own mental health? I think, okay, so I've said, uh, what have I said? I've said to... Learn how to be alone. Yep. I believe that's information that I've given or advice I've given. Great one. Um, I believe I've also said go treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. What advice do I want to give people? Now? I can go first if you want to think. You on go first. It. Don't do emotional labor for people for free. That's good. Yeah. If if there's somebody who in your life is like. Um, I've I've even been doing this for very little things. Like obviously there are really toxic people who mm. sh- you shouldn't do emotional labor for. Like if there's a shady dude in your life and he's like, I don't know why uh, everybody's saying I'm being shady. Can you explain it to me? Like that's not your job. Um, but even like little stuff. Like I had somebody tweet me, some dude where he's like, Hey, I'm visiting New York City soon. Like what should I see? Like I'm fucking Google, and I was just like, I don't have time. Yeah. I'm not here for this. <laughs> but that happens to me a lot. Like, and I think people are just like, they associate me with New York City, which I'm like, okay, whatever. But also, like, use Google. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time. That's, f- that's fair. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on that a little bit. Uh-huh. And since it is like a nice springtime now, and now when people should be doing their spring cleaning and, you know, figuring, throwing out a bunch of crap, do that with people. Oh, yeah. Go through your Twitter, go through your Facebook, go through your phone and just delete people that, like upset you yeah and i i do feel like that gets easier as you get older because you're just like why am i putting up with this i like in the last couple weeks or so i have like deleted and blocked a good couple handfuls of people just because (laughs) i'm like you aren't off like anytime i see you tweet or anytime i see your facebook i like get upset because you're just being a douche yeah. It's not like you're di- attacking me directly, but no, I'm just like, I feel oh, like I don't need to follow you just because you have a lot of followers and I th- thought you were funny back in the day. And weirdly, I feel Bye. like social media conditions us to keep following those people. But I notice I do that too. Like there are certain people when I see a Facebook post, I'm like, oh God, here we fucking go again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why am I following this person? Like if it yep. upsets you, like don't fucking follow them. Spring cleaning for all your socials. And that includes your contacts. If you don't feel comfortable deleting them because you may need to talk to them eventually, just block them. Yeah. You'll still have your number. You'll still, you'll still have their number in your phone. Right. But you won't receive anything from them. What happens when you block somebody and they call you? Does it say, like, is there a message? Um, it does go to, if they call you specifically, um, it will go to voicemail and mm-hmm. they can leave you a voicemail. If you look in, uh, at least on iPhones, I'm not sure how Androids work, but um, there's a... There used to be thing down at the bottom of my, I guess I don't have any right now, at the bottom of your voicemail where it'll be like blocked messages. Oh, So you can choose to listen to them if you scroll down and find them. Text messages from their end, it'll say delivered, but it'll never come through to you. Nice. So you're completely covered. Like they don't know that you blocked them. No, it used to be, Apple fixed it. It used to try to send as an iMessage and it wouldn't work. So you'd have to send it as a text message and be like, oh, I've been blocked. 
Oh, God. But now it just immediately says delivered from their end. Nice. Yeah. Good to know for future reference. I've done a lot of research on this. I was, I was like, say. did someone block me? <laughs> They're not responding. Have I been blocked? What happened? It's also great when you're self-loathing and you're like, does everybody hate me? Does everybody hate me? Yeah. How, um, does it, how, do, how does technology work these days? That would be my other piece of advice. Just like calm the fuck down. Everybody doesn't hate you. People are dealing with their own shit. If they're not totally enthusiastic to see you in a moment, it could be because they got really bad news that day. Mm-hmm. They're just dealing with shit. Doesn't mean they don't like you. <laughs> I have to tell myself this like every day. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I don't think I've ever not been excited to see you. Oh my god, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles, Just you'll be I genuinely, genuinely stunned enjoy you. to know this, but not everyone greets me with the rapture <laughs> that you do. So you know what? And, like, Cut them out of your life. People are just, but it's not that they're like bad people. It's just I'm um, an insecure mess, and I'm <laughs> like, oh, they must hate me. And it's like, no, Allison, they they probably like you, and they're just stressed or tired about something else i think you're i think you're one of the few people who like i don't think i've ever like you've walked into somewhere and i've never just been like ugh, Alice is here. <laughs> i do that to a lot of people you're not one of them yay <laughs> i'm not one of those people well ditto for you i've never been like oh here she comes <laughs> <laughs> i wait we both might need to take that back slightly from when we lived together with Topher the no, first time. No, but it wasn't you. No, but it wasn't you. It wasn't you. You're Listen, right. it might have been other roommates, but it wasn't. I never felt that way about you. No, I don't think I did. I don't think we ever really got into it. We never had a fight, have we? Mm-mm. Not no, not you and me directly. No. When it was a group, I just setting. tried to mediate. I was just trying to mediate. We were mediating. <laughs> it was like, are we going down? Yeah. Um. And then Chris and I got into it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, guys. <laughs> Wow. Way to bring up dirt from 10 years what? ago. What? I know. Dirt te- from 10 years ago that only you and I know about. <laughs> Nobody else. Yeah. Uh, do you guys like inside jokes? Oh, he's going to, yeah. he might be at the escape room. <gasps> Yay. Be now so we're fun. on cool terms now. We're, yeah. It's not going to be like, can you imagine if we brawl in an escape room? <laughs> <laughs> Just trapped in there and be like, you're here? And like, God, Charles is trying to like solve it so we can get out. And Chris and I are just like, <laughs> it'd be like the ultimate Real Housewives reunion. <laughs> Can you imagine if they, instead of on a stage, they did them in an escape room and they had to go <gasps> on until to, they figured out how oh to get God, out? But how powerful would that be if they had to come <laughs> together to solve? <gasps> Andy Cohen. Andy. We have to get Andy on the phone right now. We a have Halloween a edition. idea. That is an amazing idea. That's uh, I want to see. In the ball gowns? Yeah. Like, oh, oh like no. They have to be wearing ball face, gowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea so much. Uh, yeah. Guys, we're going to do an escape room for Charles's birthday. Ooh, so hey, The, the uh, finance should do that. An escape room? In a in one of your sketches, yeah. That's fine. An escape room, but you're fighting. I think I don't know if we ever Oh, I love that idea. I have to <laughs> message Chloe and Rachel. Uh so guys, please follow Charles on Twitter at Charles Rockhill. Woo-woo. Please go to lighttreason.news slash donate if you haven't done so already. Sign up to support the show and to keep us going for as little as five dollars a month or a one time donation. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yes. Oh, I was really quickly. Chris's husband, Will, uh, is now a uh, subscriber, and he just got his Desi calendar in the mail. Oh, I love. So I was looking I through that. Oh, yeah. I think he's tweeted me before. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I love. Um, and, yeah, hashtag Light Trees and Pod. If you have any thoughts about today's episode, if you want to join the conversation, we always love hearing from you. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. Woo-woo. 